Section 116 of The Mysteries of London, Volume 3. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Mysteries of London, Volume 3 by George W. M. Reynolds. The Prisoners. We must leave Mr. Frank Curtis to adopt the necessary measures in order to effect his emancipation from the bench via the insolvents court and suppose that a month has passed since the period when the blackamoor consigned to his dungeons tim the snammer josh pedler old death mrs bunce her husband and tidmarsh it was about nine o'clock in the evening when the blackamoor attended by caesar who bore a light entered the subterranean passage containing the doors of the cells in which the prisoners were separately retained wilton followed bearing a large basket and two more of the blacks retainers brought up the rear one carrying a naked cutlass and the other a pair of loaded pistols in their hands opening the door of the first cell the blackamoor took the light from caesar's hand and stopping on the threshold said timothy splint another sun has set and the close of another day has come had you been surrendered up to the justice of the criminal tribunals of your country you would ere this have ceased to exist your guilt would have been expiated on the scaffold oh i would rather it had been that exclaimed the man in a tone which carried to the hearts of his listeners a conviction of his sincerity i would rather it had been that than this frightful lingering in utter darkness the light sir is as welcome to me as food would be if i was starving he added with profound emphasis are you afraid to be alone and in the dark inquired the blackamoor it is hell upon earth sir cried tim the snammer what can you ask me whether i'm afraid when this place is haunted with dreadful spectres the spectres are created by your own guilty conscience answered the black mildly but solemnly then advancing farther into the dungeon so that the light fell upon the haggard countenance of the prisoner he said you see that there are no horrible apparitions now and why should they not remain here when you can enjoy the use of your eyes as well as when they are involved in darkness that is what i say to myself that is what i am always asking myself exclaimed timothy splint and yet i can't help thinking that he is there the murdered man you know with his throat so horribly cut oh yes when i am alone and in the dark i am sure he is there just where you are standing now he never moves he stands as still as death and his eyes glare upon me in the dark it is dreadful dreadful and the wretched criminal hid his face in his hands are you sorry then that you killed sir henry courtenay asked the black sorry repeated splint in a thrilling agonizing tone i wish that i could only live the last few months over again i'd sooner beg go to the workhouse break stones in the road or even starve than rob or do anything wrong again oh i would indeed for i now see that though a man may only mean for to rob he stands the chance of taking away life and it's a horrid horrid thing to say to oneself i am a murderer 
but it's more horrid still to see the dreadful spectre always standing by one quite plain though in the dark and never taking his cold eyes off his assassin if you had a light timothy splint you would no longer think of your crimes said the blackamoor and then you would be ready to fall back into your old courses if you had your liberty given to you once more heaven forbid exclaimed the man his frame convulsed with a horrible shudder i wish i had never known such courses at all i wish i could live over again during the whole period that i've been so wicked i'm sure i should be a good man then if so be i had all my experience to teach me to be so i never thought it was such a shocking thing to be wicked till i came to be left alone in darkness yes all alone with my frightful thoughts i would sooner be put to death at once but but he added in a hesitating manner i haven't the courage to brain myself against the wall because the spectre of the murdered baronet seems to stand by to prevent me and have you then ever thought of suicide since you be since you first became a prisoner here inquired the blackamoor often and often sir very often exclaimed splint emphatically you never told me this before and yet i have visited you regularly every evening to bring you food and talk to you for a short time said the blackamoor but you never spoke to me so kindly as you do now sir cried the criminal earnestly and when a man has been upwards of thirty days yes i have counted your visits and this is the thirty-first when a man i say has been thirty-one days all alone and in darkness except for a few minutes every evening he begins to feel the want of hearing a human voice and when that voice speaks in a kind manner timothy splint's tone had gradually become tremulous and now he burst into tears yes the villain the robber the murderer wept and those were tears such as he had not shed for a long long time when the river is ice-bound by the cold hand of winter it seems unconscious of the presence of the flower thrown on its impenetrable surface and when thawed by the warm sun and flowing naturally again the stream opens its bosom to receive the rosebud which it caresses with its sparkling ripples and wafts gently along as if rejoiced at the companionship so was it with the heart of this man and the slightest word spoken in a kind manner was now borne on by the current of feelings thawed from a state of dull and long-enduring obduracy your crimes are manifold and great said the blackamoor but there is hope for even the vilest he added unable altogether to subdue a profound sigh and contrition is all that remains for simple mortals who cannot recall the past i am penitent sir i am very penitent i can assure you exclaimed the man in a tone of deep emotion a few weeks ago i should have been ashamed to utter such a thing and now it does me good to say so and i'll tell you something more sir he continued after a moment's hesitation though i suppose you will not believe me speak frankly said the blackamoor well sir i have tried to recollect a prayer and last night when i repeated it i thought that the spectre gradually grew less and less plain to the view and at all events seemed less horrible i was praying again when you came just now and i shall pray presently for i know that there is some consolation in it you do well to pray timothy observed the blackamoor would you not like to be able to read some book 
"'If I only had a candle and a Bible, sir,' exclaimed the man, speaking under the influence of feelings deeply excited, but unquestionably sincere, "'I think I should even yet be happy in this dreadful dungeon.' "'What makes you fancy that the Bible would render you happy?' inquired the black. "'Because I used to read it when I was a lad, and I remember that it contains many good sayings,' answered Splint. "'Besides, it declares somewhere that there is hope for sinners who repent, and I should like to keep my eyes fixed at times upon God's own promise. I am sure that my mind would be easier, for though I know that the promise is given, yet I feel the desire to repeat it over and over again to myself, and also to learn whether God ever forgave any one who was so bad as I am. "'You shall have a light and a book,' said the blackamoor. "'Oh, you are jesting! You are deceiving me!' cried Splint. "'But that would be so cruel, sir, on your part.' "'I am not jesting. The subject is too serious to be treated lightly,' was the answer. Then, making a sign to Wilton to step forward, he took from the basket which that dependent carried a lamp already trimmed in a couple of books. "'There is a volume of tales, and there is the Bible,' he continued. "'Take whichever you prefer.' "'The Bible, if you please, sir,' cried Splint eagerly, while his countenance denoted the most unfeigned joy. "'I know not how to thank you enough for this kindness.' And tears again started from his eyes. "'Had you chosen the tales, you should not have had either book or light,' said the black. Wilton now gave the prisoner a plate containing bread and cold meat, and a bottle of water, while Caesar lighted his lamp, and the door was then again closed upon him. "'That man is already a true penitent,' whispered the blackamoor to Wilton. "'Let us now visit his late companion in iniquity.' The party proceeded to the next cell, in which Joshua Pedler was confined, the two armed dependents stationing themselves in such a manner as to be visible to the inmate of the dungeon when the door was opened. "'Thank God you are come again,' he cried, starting up from his bed the moment the light flashed in upon him. "'But why do you come with swords and pistols in that fashion?' he demanded savagely. "'In case you should offer any resistance,' answered the blackamoor. "'I do not choose to put chains upon you, and therefore I am compelled to adopt every necessary precaution when I visit you in this manner.' "'I really would not harm you, sir. I would not for the world,' said Pedler in a milder tone. "'You are not cruel, though severe.' and I feel very grateful to you for not giving me up to justice. I hope you are not offended with me for speaking as I did. I try to be patient. I endeavour to be mild and all that. "'What is it, then, that irritates your temper?' inquired the blackamoor. "'My own thoughts, sir,' answered Josh Pedler bitterly. "'Just before I heard the key grating in the lock, I was thinking what a fool I have been for so many years, and how happy I might be, perhaps, if I was a labouring man.' "'You are sorry that you have been wicked?' observed the black interrogatively. "'And so would any one be when he comes to be locked up here in the dark,' returned the man. "'It is all very well when one is at liberty and has friends to talk to, and plenty of drink, because company and gin can prevent a body from thinking. But here, here, oh, it is quite different, and my opinion is that a dark dungeon is a more worse punishment than transportation.' leastways judging by all i've heard from men which has been transported and has come home again when their time was up 
"'Would you rather be transported at once, then, or remain here?' inquired the blackamoor. "'I would sooner remain here, for several reasons,' said Pedler. "'In the first place, I don't want to get into bad company again, "'because I'm afraid I should go all wrong once more. "'And, in the second place, I know that the thoughts which I have are good for me, "'though they're not pleasant.' "'But if you could this minute join some of your friends to drink and smoke with them, "'would you not gladly do so?' asked the black. "'I scarcely know how to answer you, sir,' replied Pedler, musing. "'I am afraid I might, and yet I am very certain that I should be a fool for my pains. "'I would sooner earn an honest living somehow or other. "'I should like to have good thoughts. "'But that is impossible. "'Impossible!' he added shaking his head gloomily why is it impossible demanded the black because a man to have good thoughts must do something that is good was the prompt rejoinder and i have been a wicked fellow for so many years i wish i had been good but it is too late now it is never too late to repent said the blackamoor i know that the bible promises that observed pedler but then people would never believe that a rascal like me could become good for anything. Besides, after all that has happened, I don't hope for any opportunity of showing that I feel how stupid I have been to lead such a life as I have done. Who would trust me with any work? What honest person would associate with me? It's no use questioning me, sir. You see that even you yourself don't feel comfortable in visiting this place, since you come with armed people. "'If you could obtain your liberty by killing me, would you not do it?' asked the black. "'As true as you are there, I would not harm a hair of your head,' cried Josh Pedler emphatically. "'I shudder when I think of that dreadful business down at the cottage yonder. "'In fact, I can't bear to think of it. "'I don't say that I am actually afraid at being in the dark, "'but darkness causes terrible thoughts. "'It seems as if the mind had eyes and couldn't shut them against particular things.' and now that i have found out this much i should be a long time before i did a wrong deed again even if i was turned out into the midst of london this very minute without a penny in my pocket what would you do if you were set free this moment demanded the blackamoor at the same time do not suppose that you are about to have your liberty i am not mad enough to fancy it possible replied josh pedler but if such a thing did happen I would go to Matilda, the gal that I spoke to you about, sir. And who is now in a comfortable position, added the black. Yes, thanks to your kindness, said the man. And I should like you as long as I lived, if it was only on account of what you have done for her. But as I was going to tell you, supposing I was set free, I should take Tilda with me into the country, as far away from London as possible, and then I'd change my name and try to get work. I should be happy, he continued with a profound sigh, if I could only earn enough to keep us in a little hut. But don't make me talk in this way any longer. I feel just, just as if I, I was going to cry. The man's voice became faltering and tremulous as he uttered these last words, and his lashes were moistened with tears. Should you feel the pleasure in writing a letter to Matilda? asked the blackamoor in a kind tone. "'Yes, above all things,' eagerly cried the criminal. "'I am no great penman, but she could make out my scribbling, I dare say, "'and it would do me good to give her some proper advice, 
I mean just to let her know what my thoughts is at times. Besides, now that I'm separated from her, I find that I liked her more, yes, a good deal more, than I used to fancy I did, and I should be glad to beg her forgiveness for what I made her do when I was sick and in want. "'You shall have a light and writing materials,' observed the black. "'You are a good man. I feel that you are, sir,' exclaimed Josh Pedler, the tears now trickling down his cheeks. "'If I had only fallen in with such a person as yourself when I was young, I shouldn't have turned out as I did. But though people may never know that it is possible for a fellow like me to alter, yet altered my mind is, and I don't look on things as I used to.' Wilton gave Josh Pedler a supply of food, a lamp, and writing materials, the dungeon already containing a table, in addition to the other necessary but plain and homely articles of furniture. The criminal was overjoyed at the indulgence shown him on the occasion of this visit, and he saw the door close upon him, with feelings which seemed to have experienced a great relief. End of section 116 End of Mysteries of London, Volume 3, by George W. M. Reynolds.